This is Self Startup. Hi everyone, welcome back to Self Startup, a podcast that highlights small business owners, the self-employed and freelancers who have taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. My name is Andy Dowling. I'm also the host of the Andy Social Podcast. I play bass in the Australian metal band Lord, and I'm also a dispute resolution specialist. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching at Andy Dowling, or you can go to selfstarter.com.au where you can learn more about yours truly and anything and everything to do with the self-employment world. This episode features the Servo Food Truck Bar based in Port Kembla. Now, the Servo Food Truck Bar is a collaboration of 12 dedicated individuals in the Illawarra's creative space, and together they're able to bring their unique skills to the table and make a safe social and performance space for people of all ages and identities. They've only been up and running since about March of this year, I believe, being 2018, so they're really in their early stages of operation. So they're still trying to find their feet and get a bit of a groove happening, but they've already had considerable success so far. From what I can see, each and every week that they're open for business being Thursday to Sunday, they're consistently booked out with performers and art exhibitions and comedians and all sorts of creative types. And there are people not only in the Illawarra that are attending and, and taking advantage of this great new space, but people are coming down from Sydney as well and traveling um, to this fantastic live venue that's uh, only been up and running for a few months now. I caught up with part owner Peter Langstaff, who himself is a long-standing identity in the local music scene in the Illawarra as a singer and songwriter, and he's also known for his time as a radio host at Vox FM. So Peter and I spoke about the birth of the idea and the steps that progressed from that initial observation to a concept that was then put into action. We spoke about some of the early challenges of um, building everything up and getting it ready for launch and also some of the challenges in the first few months of operation. But of course, we also focus on the successes because there's a lot of successes so far and also where the venue and the business itself is going to go in the future. As always, you guys know I will have my key takeaways in true self-starter fashion after this chat. But for now, please enjoy this really, really insightful chat with Peter Langstaff, part owner of the Servo Food Truck Bar in Port Kembler. Some people may or may not know that for about 20 years I was one of the co-hosts of the Doing It Locally uh, radio show on Vox FM, which is community radio in Wollongong. Uh, we just played bands from and around Wollongong. Um, I left that a couple of years ago. I'm also a singer-songwriter. Um, I've also got a day job because obviously these adventures don't pay anything. <laughs> Reality check. <laughs> yes. Um, I, if people have heard you on, um, on Pod Kembler, I've been an occasional guest on that yep. uh, podcast too. Um, and, but my most recent venture is one of the, uh, the 12 directors of the Servo Food Truck Bar at Port Kembler. Do you want to explain the concept around the Servo? Well, it's basically a, a live music, primarily a live music venue, but we've set it up hopefully to ha be open to other things too, like um, just this week gone by we had, um, you, I forget the, the whole title, but Uniting is the group of people who put it on, they put on a, a theatre production on Thursday night. Um, there was a spiel on, on, um, in the Mercury um, about it, um, and um, we also hope that we might have like art installations or, or comedy, um, which we have a really big night once a month called She'll Be Right, which is um, basically run by these really talented and fantastic women. 
who've now branched out and including a, a token male on their bill. <laughs> like most most comedy gigs you go to, you have a token female on the bill. That's right, they've flipped it. They've flipped it and very well, but they're very well organised and they put on a great show every every, every month. Uh, it's mainly comedy, but sometimes there's a bit of music and uh, spoken word or storytelling as well. And each, it's like a variety show, everybody does about 10, 15 minutes each. Um, so yeah, we've got scope for that too. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a space that's been created for art and entertainment. Yeah. But um, I guess there's no real limitations no. as far as what exactly can be held there. Yeah, and we, we don't want it to have any limitations. So although music is the primary focus, we've we know that you know, a lot of people involved in in the creative scene in Wollongong don't just have their finger in one pie. Mm. You'll have people who are musicians and also painters or. or, or do other projects as well, so there's scope for to get everybody involved. And how did the idea come about? Like, where, where was was there a light bulb moment that sort of sparked all of this? Well, I, I suppose I'm I'm partly to blame for that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the uh, the venue Jane's, which in in Flinders Street in Wollongong. Well, a bit over a year ago, that was up for sale, and I ran into Warren Wheeler. Um, I don't know if you know Warren, but uh, he was the guy behind the the Steel City Sound exhibition at uh, Wollongong Library a few summers ago. Um, and I know Warren from the scene, and half jokingly, half serious, I said to him, "You're going to buy Jane's, aren't you?" And he goes, oh, well, I'd like to, but I really don't know if I could afford it stuff. And I sort of said, well, if you need a business part, I don't know how I can help, but if anything you need, let me know and, we'll, uh, and I'll, I'll get on board. So we made some um, initial inquiries about Jane's and, and what they were wanting uh, and what they were offering. And we sort of walked away going, nah, it's not, not a good investment for us. Mm. Um, so I thought that was the end of it. Then over the ensuing weeks... Um, Warren's then gone ahead and spoken to other people <laughs> and he's come back to me about a month or so later and gone, oh, you know how we were talking about James? Um, I've been speaking to a few other people. Uh, I, think, I think in particular he's speaking to uh, Rebecca and Jackie from Baby Machine yep. and um, he says, oh, we're, we're re-looking at the, the whole James proposal. Do you want in? And I've, I've gone, absolutely. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to do something of something with other people, like uh, within the local music scene. I suppose my, my ultimate dream would be to have a job that aligns with my passions mm. and I can make money out of things. Um, so any opportunity, not that this is making money yet, but any opportunity I can have to, to sort of further uh, advance that, that cause is, is always something I'm interested in. So, yeah, about a year ago we all started getting together as a group and um, started talking. Again, we looked at the Jane's proposal and again walked away thinking, no, even with a larger group and more capital, it's not right for us but then I think it was Warren who, who noticed the old NASA service station at um, Port Kembla was, was up for lease <laughs> and we've gone that could be a really good uh, good space and you know one thing led to another and we started negotiating with the, the landlord and the real estate and putting our heads together and because even though none of us have got experience in actually running a venue before we've all gone to many many gigs and we all sort of felt like well we know what makes a good venue um, and if we put that into practice, uh, we, we, we can build something really special here. That's probably the advantage that you'd have is is you know what the end user wants. Mm, because absolutely. You, you have been that for so long. So yeah. you just flip it the other way. So it's like I know exactly what people want and what they like and what their preferences are. Yeah. So let's let's execute on that. And then I guess the other stuff, well, we'll work it out as <laughs> yeah. we go. 
And, and then somewhere along the, the way, we got uh, Lara and Jenny involved. Yeah, they, they, they used to do the uh, the markets with mm -hmm. the food trucks in, in Wollongong Mall, and they do a few other things. I think it's colder markets they, yep. they might be doing. Um, yeah, so they got involved. We got the idea to have the food trucks there uh, rather than putting food on ourselves. Um, and, yeah, it's just sort of escalated from there. So the service station in Port Kemblin, I, I went past it... Um, Pre-launch, right, and um, and looked around the area, and you know, Port Kembla's getting getting redeveloped. Yep. There's some new places, and it's getting gentrified a little bit. Um, and it's, it's an exciting place, but mm. it's got its history. Yes. And when you look around the area, in particular streets, you sort of go, "Oh, geez, like, is there anything going on here?" Yeah. Um, looking at that servo, was was it actually physically up for lease at the time, or was it was there no signs out the front, or was it just looking at it and then there was Again, a, I'm not 100% sure. sure on that, because yeah. I didn't sort of come up with the idea, so it may have... Well, hang, it may well have been because there's they've sort of divided into two properties now, mm. and there's a gym next door to us. Okay. So, I'm not sure whether they were... They were they will definitely open before us, but I'm not sure how far before we got involved in the process that they were actually open. Yeah. And was there was there a lot of convincing to for the, for the real estate or the landlord to, to no, do it? Surprisingly, not that the landlord's been very supportive. Yeah. Yeah. So he sort of recognised this is a bit different. This might be a bit exciting. So yeah. Well, it was probably probably pretty quiet up until that point. Yeah. I mean, given just given the area and just knowing sort of the surroundings in that particular pocket, mm. um, it is a bit more quiet than than sort of the main drag. So it was probably probably quite a, an opportunity for, for the landlord to, to, to give, well not give it up, but to, to offer it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we've been really, really appreciative. He, he really could have um, been charging us rent a lot earlier than the police said he was. Yep. Uh, so we're, we're very grateful for that. So there's a bit of negotiation to begin with? Uh, it just was the time it was taking to get everything together because, you know, things like, you know, finding out what we needed first off mm. and then actually getting the wheels in motion as far as DAs go and getting that, that mm. approved and so on and so forth. It, it did take us a while to actually go, OK, we can take possession of the building now and start doing stuff. Yeah. So you're one of twelve yep. directors yes, that yes. are involved with this with this project, with mm -hmm. this with this business. Um, how did you divvy things up? And were there challenges that none of you expected when you sort of dived into this and you, f you found the location, mm -hmm. you started going through these first few steps, but was there anything that you sort of went, oh, geez, like we didn't expect to, to have to do these particular Oh, things? lots of little things along the way. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose it, it's, it's been up to each individual person because everybody's got different time constraints. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got different areas of expertise and different skills. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a case of, oh, this is what I think we need and someone will go, oh, yeah, I can do that. Um, I probably took a back seat uh, in the initial stages because um, I didn't sort of think that there were things that necessarily fit what my skills were. But now that we're open, I'm doing a lot of the nerdy stuff. I'm mm. posting a lot of stuff on Instagram. Yep. Um, I'm doing a lot of the uh, the payment of bands and things like that. Yep. So all the things that the other people... The operational side yeah, of, of, yeah. of it now that's yeah. open. And I'm quite comfortable, you know, because my, my day job is, is doing administration. So I'm yep. quite comfortable doing those sort of jobs, whereas other people might not necessarily be that comfortable doing them. So was there any... I mean... So, okay, so um, just to take a step back. Mm -hmm. What was the period of time from... I guess this moment of, uh, you know, even going back to Jane's or, or even identifying this location mm -hmm. to launch. Well, we opened on the 1st of March. Yep. So if you think we're sort of June, July. My, actually, my, my initial conversation with Warren might have been back in May last year. Mm. So, yeah, to get it, um, go from May last year through to March this year. So, yeah, you're looking at less than a year from, from start it's to finish. It's very quick. I mean, <laughs> when you think about it and the number of people being 
having to be involved mm. in it, wanting to be involved, um, you know, even just the amount of people yeah. could, could cause its own challenges. Yeah. So it's amazing to see that, you know, this idea has mm. just turned into this reality relatively quickly. Yeah, well, I suppose it's... Um it's both both a blessing and a curse having twelve people. It means you can divvy up the the, mm. uh, um, the chores, mm. um, but yeah, you do, you do have a bit of thing. Well, you've got to have you know committee meetings on on so many different levels, yep. sort of thing. I was just going to ask that: is was there a, a regular sort of meet up between the twelve people yeah. to just yeah. sort of stay on track and, and make sure the next next week or the next month is planned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what. And we still have um, meetings where we try and get the whole group together once a month. Yep. Um, now that we're open, but yeah, there were more regular meetings. We were working on maybe be week or every fortnight at some some stages. Yeah. Yep. So. Since launch, mm -hmm. it's been open for a few months yep. and it's been going reasonably well from yeah. what I can see. Yeah. Um, what are some unexpected moments or things along the way that you've seen and go, oh, geez, I didn't didn't expect that? I think we've been all been pretty happy with the music side of things. Yep. I think we all, those of us from a music background, all realised that there will be nights where we had big nights, big mm. crowds, and, and then there'll be nights where you might be struggling to get you know 10 or 20 people through the door. But we were prepared for that. I think what has happened, particularly coming into winter, whereas mm. the first few weeks, um, when the weather was still good, you were coming, people coming for the food trucks. They were sitting outside eating and drinking, <laughs> and they might not necessarily come inside for the music, but they were you know, using the food trucks. Now that it's got colder, you're not getting the people who are just coming for the food trucks. Whilst there is a high percentage of people who come from the music are, are using the food trucks, if we have a quiet night, it's not a big enough night to keep their food trucks happy because they want probably a 50-plus um, people there mm. to, to satisfy themselves. So we get, we're pulling back on the food trucks to make it just Friday and Saturday nights over winter. Okay. Um, we're getting our kitchen. I think we've got approval now for the kitchen so we can serve some food um, on the other nights that we don't have the food trucks there. We're sort of... We are discussing this last weekend, actually, what we can serve. We thought... It's a servo. It needs to be pies and sausage rolls. <laughs> That's right. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> so we may have our own servo range of food very shortly. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a there's an angle. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got the, you've got the location. You've got the the atmosphere of mm -hmm. what it is. And why not uh, why not milk it a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a, probably a very smart uh, approach with identifying sort of you know especially seeing the seasons come in and how that impacts the local area and the mm. people that attend and then just making adjustments along the way and then you know. I'm assuming that when it gets back into the warmer months, then you can you can ramp it back up to to, to every night, so Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that um, I think the alcohol aspect has changed slightly. As yes. Well. well, we had some delays with, with our liquor license. Mm. Um, there were objections from the uh, the police mm -hmm. over our application, and that that we did get it granted, but they wanted to put some certain conditions on, on the license being granted. So we operated for the first almost three months just as BYO. Yep. And the fact that we were able to do that, I think that's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so the last few weeks we have had our, our own license, so that's, that's made a big difference. Creates a bit more work for everybody because you've got to you know, do things like pay supplies, you've got yep. to have someone who's done the RSA on the bar to actually you know, serve the alcohol and things like that. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that's something that, that's going to be ongoing now, so that's good. So, I mean, it's, it's only a few months in, so mm. it's still early days in the yeah. grand scheme of things. But uh, what's what's the remainder of this year or over the next twelve months look like for for the servo? Well, it is really a learning experience for us, mm. and so yeah, we're just sort of trying to see keep our heads above water because it is when you've all got day jobs, mm. um, and um, it's it's hard to you know find the time all the time. Um, but we're all managing rather well, so we just you know. 
hopefully come summer that food truck aspect of, will, will pick up with people coming to just enjoy the food trucks out, come out with their families and have a, have a feed and not necessarily come inside for the music and the, and the way the venue is too you can sit outside and still hear the music half the time anyway so without paying for the entry fee well it's gonna i was just gonna say as well i mean the the family aspect i mean mm. this is this is a venue that doesn't it you know your, your typical live music venue yeah. is is 18 and over mm-hmm. and um i've noticed that you know anyone is welcome mm-hmm. as long as you know you're you're accompanied yeah but um that obviously opens up a lot more opportunities well we all wanted to have the idea of wanting to make it family friendly mm. I, I think we're all probably of a certain age where the idea of a late night <laughs> didn't appeal to us <laughs> <laughs> particularly when we've all got day jobs yeah. uh so yeah our, our gigs generally run from seven o'clock till 10 o'clock yep um with the we're open a bit earlier for the food trucks for that um but yeah that all appealed to us and then, and then we thought yeah well that's that's good people who've got kids can bring them down um and, and it just opens opens up we wanted to make a safe space for everybody because uh, again that's not something that's always in, in, inclusive in other venues um so we've like i think it's tomorrow we've got uh, uh, a queer open mic uh night's uh, afternoon setup, yep. um, which of course it'll be probably after this, this episode drops, but yep. yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll do things like that again. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing we want to you know, make it inclusive, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic, and I guess, I mean, you're seeing it firsthand now because you've, you've helped create something that is, it's a magnet mm-hmm. for creativity. So you're attracting people from all over the area um, who are expressing themselves in a number of different ways mm. through art and entertainment. Um, can you see other opportunities in the area, especially, I mean, given Port Kembler and its history, but even just sort of the Illawarra, can you see opportunities for, for others to start doing more things that open up and, and sort of support this sort of demographic or this sort of niche of... Well, well, it's not oh, even a niche, it's, yeah. it's so broad, but you know, just for creatives. I don't know if I should say that because they, they might take away some of their <laughs> audience. <laughs> but certainly, yeah, we, we've been very fortunate that for the most part we've all been have the same vision. Mm. Um, there's been a few little glitches and differing opinions along the way, but for the most part, considering there's 12 of us and just the logistics of getting everything together, it's, it's all been a, a pretty good effort. We're all pulling in the same same direction and the same vision as to what we want to achieve. Yeah. Well, I guess even even not so much just for, uh, um, for an entertainment point of view, but just to see that there's other businesses in the area that can really sort of bounce off what you've all created. You know, um, you know just more options in the area for people to stay in the area for mm. longer longer periods of time so spend the day out there and then come to the servo in the late afternoon yeah. and, and enjoy it so can you see there's opportunities i mean especially i mean for people that haven't been to port kembla and i haven't spent a lot of time there but the times that i've been there, it's a it's a very industrial area mm. it's got the steelworks that's what it's known for and there is aspects of that area that are picking up and and there's a, a few more businesses that are starting to open up but it's still it's got that there's, there's a little bit of a bleak vibe there at times, but it's definitely picking up. Well, I, there are some people who have the, the opinion of Port Kellen, but it's all about um, prostitutes and drug addicts. Yep. Um, that is changing, and we were hopefully a part of that change. Yeah. Um, personally, I think all the, the changes happening in Port Kembla are down to Kurt. <laughs> That's right, shout out to Kurt. Yes. <laughs> Putting it on the map. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's all his fault. <laughs> they just flock now once they knew that's, that's the, you know, the mecca of the podcast. That's it. So. He's, he's raising the real estate prices yes. in, in Port Kembla. <laughs> Good on him. And, he, and he's growing family, yes. <laughs> so he's got an empire, he's got, got, got an air and a spare now, hasn't he? So. And you know what? I mean, to be honest, and, and I will. I will prop Kurt up a little bit with mm. this because I think 
you know, and whether he's he's had this intention or not, I think he definitely has um, brought a little bit of a spotlight to the area, and he's mm-hmm. done it through humour. And I think he's got the best sense of humour, and the way that he does it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, you know, you don't drive through Port Kembla to go anywhere. You've got to take a turn off oh, and yeah. go into Port Kembla. So. I never, there was no need for me to go there. And so the first few times I went there was actually because of Kurt. <laughs> so I went, oh, wow, look at this place. This is an interesting place. And so then you start to learn a little bit about, about the area. And then through that, then you can see that there's been other things that are starting to happen happen in, in that particular area with um, with, with Servo and, mm. and some of the other businesses that are opening up. So, yeah, there's, there's stereotypes and there's history there, but it's certainly changing. And yeah. um, I guess from, from the outside, it, it appears that there's there's a lot more room to move and a lot more opportunity. Yeah, well, the council's made um, available their vision mm. um, of what they would like Port Kembla to become. So there's some, like, uh, it was on the website or it was in the paper or something I saw, there was, um, like, a, like a, you know, the, the sketches of, of what the, the main street sort of revitalised and how it, how it would look with cafes and stuff. So it's, it's definitely uh, an area that is being, you know, regenerated. Yeah. It's probably a good time to, to set up a place like the Servo mm. now. Um in the process of, of this redevelopment because there is aspects that have already started but it's still a long way off and there's still a lot to come so it's probably probably getting in with really really good timing before yeah. it just absolutely blows up I would think so yeah definitely fantastic so if anyone is uh, cruising down the south coast um, or any any creatives in, in the area that uh, want a gig yeah. um, what's the best way to find out about the server well um, let's see too. we've got we've got all, all on the socials on your Instagram on your Twitter on your your Facebook, yep. um, just search Survey Food Truck Bar. Um, I think we're food, Survey Food Truck Bar on both Facebook and Instagram, and we couldn't fit that in on Twitter, so we had to go. I think it's Survey Port Kembla. Okay, yeah, on the Sounds Twitter. Good. But um, yeah, you'll, you'll find us without too much, too much hassle. Um, bands, by all means, hit us up. Um, Warren is doing the, the bookings for the bands. They can email. I think it's Survey Food Truck Bar at gmail.com. Or even if you just send a message to the Facebook page, you get the auto message which has all our, our email address for food truck inquiries and. Um, and, and ban inquiries, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Okay, but cool. uh, thank you very much. No, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Peter Langstaff, part owner of the Servo Food Truck Bar in Port Kembla. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that venue, you can go and search for the Servo Food Truck Bar on Facebook or Twitter. Um, that's twitter.com slash Servo Port Kembla or facebook.com slash Servo Food Truck Bar. As always, everything we discussed in this episode will be in the show notes over at selfstarter.com.au. So a nice centralized spot for you all to check out all the information, including my key takeaways. Number one, know what your customers want because you are one. Surprise, surprise. Who would have thought? Being live music lovers, Peter and the other owners already knew what they wanted in a live venue from their own personal experiences. They trusted their instincts and expectations to build the concept which they believed the wider community would also enjoy. Now, you've got to remember that we're all customers and often we're creating a business because we feel passionately about what we're selling. So remember to place yourself in the customer's shoes and to think about what you would want and what would excite you as a customer. It sounds really simple in concept, but you'll be amazed at how many people lose that perspective. Number two, one person's trash is another person's treasure. Now, if you haven't seen any of the visuals, Servo Food Truck Bar is located on a site where there's this really 
outdated, old, unused, neglected service station that looks like it's something from the 60s or 70s and just hasn't been used for a long, long time. And, you know, it's just sitting there not being used whatsoever. And so obviously there's been an opportunity to utilize this space and convert it into a different function. And no doubt the landlord was happy with uh, this arrangement and there's probably been a really great deal that's come out of it. So think about that rundown building or piece of land that's being left unused in your area. Is your idea what a property owner is actually looking for? Of course, there are many assessments you'll have to make before taking on a lease and there's always going to be risks involved. Like, And I should note, you should always ask yourself the question, why is no one else using this space? However, there could be simply many overlooked opportunities that are within easy grasp, which could include a very reasonable agreement between you and the owner. So something to think about. Number three, lean on your expertise. Contribute in your own way. Peter's experience came into play at the launch of the Servo Food Truck Bar. His gig and administration experience ensured that the standard was set when everything was in full operation. So don't get clouded in the areas that you have no expertise or capacity in. You can't be great at everything or be available for everything. Focus on your strengths and then outsource and bring in other people who can then help in the areas that you may not be able to contribute to at your expected standard. Speaking of other people, number four and the last one, if you can't do it alone, maybe it's time to collaborate with others. So I get that this is going to be an extreme example because Peter's one of 12 partners who are involved with the Servo Food Truck Bar. However, by sharing the concept, the goal and the dream becomes more attainable rather than it just being a, oh, well, you know, wouldn't that be nice thought that progresses no further? So could you bring in another like-minded person or maybe multiple like-minded people to lend unique skills and effort to build on and accelerate a business idea that you're passionate about. By having equal stakes, uh, there's more motivation for everybody to equally contribute and you can reach your goal a hell of a lot quicker. And those are my key takeaways from this chat with Peter Langstaff of the Servo Food Truck Bar in Port Kembla. Now, folks, you know the drill. If I miss something or you got something different from this chat, I would love to hear from you. Please contact me via any of the social media platforms, being Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching at Andy Dowling, or you can go to selfstarter.com.au, click in the show notes, and you can leave a comment there. I have a nice little Facebook plugin, so it's never been easier to leave your two cents worth. Please be gentle. <laughs> so, and speaking of comments as well, um, please keep those guest recommendations coming. I've been getting some fantastic suggestions from you all. And as a result, I have this long list of people that I'll be contacting over the coming weeks and months. And I've already recorded a number of episodes so far um, that will be released in the coming weeks. Uh, and I'm really excited to share them with you. There's some fantastic stories and in, uh, moments of inspiration and insights and information that no doubt a lot of you will get some value out of. And speaking of inspiration, as always, please share this podcast and these episodes around to anybody that you might know who needs that little bit of a spark or that little bit of a nudge in their self-employment journey, because this is not easy. And a lot of this is battling yourself and your own uh, fears and worries. And hopefully this podcast and the, and the stories that are part of it will help a lot of you uh, break through a lot of these uh, barriers in your own journey. So as always, thank you so much for the support. It means a hell of a lot. Until next fortnight, keep moving forward. Take care. And speak soon. Larry. Larry, please. <laughs>